Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Healthy Perspectives podcast. Thanks for joining us for today's journey, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. She's 10. Today's episode is is inspired by uh, some current events that happened over the weekend. Obviously, we had the 4th of July weekend, so there was a lot of events that happened. Uh, but one of the things that came up was this 10-year-old girl who is in Ohio and was raped. And the state um, has some laws in place that now require that she not be given an abortion because she is past the, the date of, of no return, which they have established at six weeks. And obviously for many of you, uh, for me, this, there's so much sadness built into this. Uh, I'm going to go over some things today. I know that this is a sensitive subject, and uh, I don't presume to have all of the answers. I am going to talk about some things that many are talking about, but other things that many are not talking about. I want to make sure that we create perspective around this, but I also want you to walk away with some possible solutions. So that's, that's what we're going to go for. We're going to go for that uh, and see what happens. Number one, um, I, I gotta, I gotta say, this whole conversation is all revolving around abortion and the Dobbs v. Jackson, and I understand why. I understand this is a sensitive topic, uh, and it's particularly so right now because this uh, this overturned Roe v. Wade. That being said, there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle that deserve discussion in our culture. Now, when we're talking about, uh, you know, the, the legal stuff, you know, great. It should focus on the Dobbs v. Jackson stuff, and it should focus politically on uh, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, uh, because those are two different things. But then culturally, there's so much more to this. How about the sexualization of a 10-year-old girl? Somebody in our culture thought it was a reasonable thing to rape a 10-year-old girl. That's unacceptable. It's also unacceptable to me in a culture where we are, we are, we're debating a lot of things, but there's, there's people getting raped at all. I mean, that is just, uh, it, it absolutely disgusts me. Um, we got to think about the mental health of not only the victim, she's she's definitely going to have some things going on now, uh, but also the, the the perpetrator in this situation, because this is one of those situations. It's not the victim game. This is a victim and a perpetrator. There is somebody out there who is a bad person. And, and I say that because who does this to a 10-year-old girl? Uh, we also got to think about the, the, the health of the community, not just the community that she's in in Ohio. But the community that's in Indiana that now is going to be, um, you know, bringing her in. And how about the, the rest of the communities around the country? This is going to have effects on our children and our children's children. We've got to have all of these conversations. Um, 
you know, we, we are not, I at least haven't heard anything about the, the reality that a 10 year old to become <laughs> to the point of viability where the baby is grown. It's, it's very low. Now, I'm not justifying the rape. I'm not justifying the community issues. I'm not justifying uh, the over-sexualization of little girls. I'm not justifying the abortion or the non-abortion. What I'm saying is we also got to talk about the health, the biological. Now, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. Like, I'm not a politician. And we've got to have these conversations. This, This little girl can... I mean, by having an abortion can change the rest of her life. By not having an abortion can change the rest of her life. Where's that biological discussion? So as I'm taking a look at all this stuff and I'm going, oh my gosh, this is so much to deal with. Obviously, I'm not nearly as overwhelmed as the people directly involved, but it's still overwhelming to me to think all of these variables are in play and we're talking about one of them, just one. And we really do need to talk about that one, but we also need to talk about these others. We can't, we can't let these other things go in our culture. So I got to thinking about the conversations that I've been having over the last few weeks uh, about abortion. I'm going to hit that first, but then I'm going to give you a solution. I, I, I have some solution. Um, obviously, it's not going to fix everything. It's going to be a, hopefully a step in the right direction is all. But I, I really come to this conclusion after having really hard rumbles. Uh, for those of you who've seen my, my, or listened to my June 21st, uh, podcast called the rumble. Uh, it's number 49. If you want to go back and listen, go for it. Uh, but in there, uh, you know, we talk about the rumble and I've been having the rumble with people in some different forums. And one of the things that has become abundantly clear to me is I have not yet met anybody who is 100% no abortions or 100% pro-choice. What I come, when I come into these conversations, I'm truly trying to come with an open mind to see where people are and why they're there. Like what was their narrative to get to that point? How do they justify their position? Because in the way in which people justify their position, it shows a history. It shows a history and a track record of, of thinking and a feeling and all of those things. What I want to understand is this. Everyone I'm encountering is not 100%. They are, some of them are really close, but not 100% in either direction. You know, there's, there comes a point at which the abortion becomes murder. And people generally agree that there comes a point where abortion is a murder. And there is a point at which viability happens. So the other end of that spectrum is uh, if a person is pregnant, that baby is not viable to a certain point. It cannot live on its own and therefore it's not alive yet. And so here's what it came down to. It seems to me that there's this 90-10 split. So let me let me take one side and set that example and then go to the other and, and set that example. 90% I'm against abortion. If I'm 90% against abortion, 
then there's this 10% of exceptions. What do we do in those 10% of exceptions? So the 90% yes against abortion, 10% for it. Well, flip that, 90% pro-choice. So for not necessarily abortions, but for a woman's right to choose the abortion, but 10% against their choice. What do we do with that middle 10%? Because we cannot seem to agree on that. And yet what I'm seeing out there is not a whole lot of discussion. It's justifying position. It's taking a side instead of having a conversation. And we've got to get to where, because truthfully, I think we overlap when I look at it from, from a mile high in the sky, looking down. I think we agree on most of the situations in which exceptions are necessary. So then does it matter which side we start from and which side we, uh, we end up on if the exceptions are more clearly defined? I don't know. I don't have the answer to that because we're not talking about the exceptions that need to be in place. What we're talking about is the the decisions that were made. Well, the decisions are done. I would really like to get onto these exceptions because 50 states get to decide the exceptions. That's what happens now. We got 50 states who can all decide when and where there should be exceptions, if there should be exceptions at all. And most people, I think, agree there should be some exceptions. So when are we going to take a look at the exceptions? Is it a 10-year-old who's raped? A 9-year-old? An 8? Is it? Has, does it have nothing to do with rape? Because truthfully, can a 10-year-old make this, this, this kind of a decision on her own? Of course not. No, of course not. Not in any of our states. A 10-year-old's going to have to have somebody with them. Um, go ahead and look up the laws on that. I mean, it's clear. So this is where I think we need to focus our attention in, 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 from a therapeutic lens is on the things that we can influence. When I, when I teach the uh, circle of influence, circle of concern, it's in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, I often talk about the expansion of influence by means of spending our time and energy on the things we can actually influence. We can't go back and undo what the justices have done now. Now, maybe in the future, they'll present an opportunity for that to occur, maybe not, right? Roe v. Wade came, it presented an opportunity. Now, Dobbs v. Jackson comes and it presented an opportunity. And in the future, there could be something else that would present an opportunity. But what's not going to present an opportunity for the, the overturning of what's been overturned is this 10-year-old. It's just not going to present that case. Um, there, there has to be other things that are going to go into it. What we can do, though, is have these hard conversations about that middle portion where exceptions are necessary. Necessary. Okay. Told you I'd give you some solutions. When I flip back to my notes on uh, the rumble, so if we were taking this 
this 10-year-old and using this as wisely as we could, which by the way, I'm not even so sure that this is going to be a healthy thing to have her story publicized to the level that it is. It, it might actually harm her. Um, that being said, uh, I don't know where her family stands on it and stuff like that. So um, I, I would say we need to probably proceed with caution, right? We don't want to just jump in and assume that anything is fair game. We want to be sensitive to her reality of she's pregnant and going to get an abortion in Indiana. That's what's happening right now. But we can still have the rumble. We can still remember a discussion, conversation, or a meeting defined by a commitment to lead into vulnerability. Look, I'm trying to set that example right here and right now. I lean to one side of this argument, but I understand the need for exceptions. I do. There's got to be exceptions. Uh, we can't have people using it as birth control. That's that's not a healthy thing for our our uh, culture. Um, we can't have uh, that would be abortion. We can't have people using abortion as a form of birth control. We can't have um, you know uh, babies aborted at the you know at the, as as they're being um, you know brought into the world. That is that's way past viability. So where are we? We got to rumble. We got to rumble. We, that means we got to get curious. And we got to stick to the conversation. And we got to do it with kindness and gentleness. We can, that doesn't mean we can't have passion. Oh my gosh, we can have passion. We can have, we can have a lot of passion and still be kind and gentle to one another. We can ask what sound like foolish, foolish, foolish questions. I, I got accused of being foolish just the other day. And I'm going to ask the questions I don't understand. And truth is, I'm not a woman. <laughs> I'm just not. Right? Now, I also am really curious about this. I mean, this this is me being vulnerable. You know, this may sound really naive and stupid to some of you, and I get that. But bear with me. Where I'm naive, I don't want to hide in a corner and pretend I am super curious where the people um, fall who are, you know, trans rights on women's issues. Like I'm curious because it's it's it, it's a niche of our culture, and right now I'm, I'm wondering where they stand on some of this because I really truly don't know. Is that a point of naivete on my part? For sure. And is, you know, is, is it likely that I'm going to hear what I typically would hear, which is, oh, it's individually based. Yeah, it's possible. But what if it's not? What if there's a perspective there that I'm missing because people aren't having that conversation? I don't know. I mean, if we're ready to rumble, we've got to be willing to ask hard, naive questions or maybe even simple, naive questions. It might start with the vulnerability of, I don't have a flipping clue. Can somebody help me out with this? I want to understand, but I am I'm, I'm just not able to understand because I haven't been exposed to something like this from that perspective. And we have the same thing. Now, I, 
I know that oftentimes we see this. Uh, I'm, I promise you I'm not ju- making this giant leap because I'm talking about rumbling. The same thing is true when it comes to, uh, you know, the idea of racism. Um, where are we asking those really simple but naive questions? There has to be a safe place to do that. Remember in a rumble, we keep it safe so that people will ask the questions on their mind. When I teach human sexuality, I expect the most basic answers to the most complex answers. Because if somebody gets laughed at for asking a basic question, then people aren't going to be wanting to ask the more complex questions. We have to be willing to let people ask those really naive questions and make it safe for them to do it. Like that's part of the rumble. So you want to help solve some of these problems. Let's talk about the basics of the rumble. Let's create safe space for people to say, I don't understand. I know I did it already. I don't understand why we're only talking about the abortion part. I want to talk about that too. But what about the rape part? What about the human sexuality being so grotesque in the United States? The idea that a 10-year-old could be uh, desired in that, that sexual manner. What about the mental health of this little girl, her family, about that town? What about the community and their health in this situation? What about the, the doctor who's making the referral? Can we empathize with them also? And say, wow, they ended up in a hard spot, not necessarily by choice. I mean, they have made some decisions along their life that have put them in this position. And yet, I'm guessing they didn't want to be the first one to have a client on the front line like this. Let's ask the hard questions and let's make safe space for the easy questions. Let's do that. Let's let's rumble correctly. Let's rumble in a way where people are safe to ask, why do people feel so sensitive about fill in the blank? Don't gasp at them and call them idiots. You're stupid. You're an idiot. I can't believe you must be trying not to figure things out. What sense does that make? That doesn't keep them engaged in the right kind of conversation to create healthier outcomes. They may just not have had that kind of exposure to that kind of situation. It may literally be that simple. I'll give you an example. And then I'm going to let you guys go and ponder the rest of this. When I was young, in my home, we were hungry. Most people, the vast majority of people in the United States, do not understand hunger. So if somebody says something really naive and foolish about hunger, going days without food at times, having a fridge that doesn't really have anything in it, I mean, it's nice that the light came on because I was raised in America and we, we had power, not necessarily food, but we had power. Going to friends and eating their food because there was nothing at home and being embarrassed but not ever wanting to say anything. I know that experience. 
But if somebody else out there really does not understand that experience and they ask me a foolish question, what I would see as a foolish question, do I gasp and make them uncomfortable? Like, you idiot. How could you be so dumb? Or do I say, huh, hmm, I'll bet you probably never thought about this. Here, let me start from the beginning, the simple things. Let me help you understand the beginning of it. Okay, do you have any other questions? If we want to rumble, we got to do it like that. We got to pause, hold our judgments, and ask them, what else do you need to know? How can I help you understand something? Because I'm open to it. And if we get to a point where we agree, great. If not, great. Because that's not what the rumble is about. It's not we have to come to a single solitary conclusion. It's we have to be willing to embrace the hard conversation. With that, I'm going to let you guys go and ponder this. Thank you so much for joining me and have a great day.